Welcome to the Sometime Spouse Podcast. I am Christy Ogle, and today we are talking with Ian Williams of Austin, Texas, and we're talking about why are all the Californians moving to Texas, and why are the Texans mad about it? It is the craziest thing. Welcome, Ian. Thank you, Christy, for having me. So, Ian, before we get into it, tell me what is one thing you've done over the last week that you don't think most people did? That I don't think most... You always have the best questions that I don't think most people did. Uh, well, I went to I went to the beach last weekend, and so it was kind of nice being that, you know, there's water and there's sunlight and there's a breeze... A breeze is always nice and it wasn't very packed so we drove down to Galveston and uh-huh. there's a pier there and the water's a little muddy but the weather is phenomenal and there weren't a lot of people there weren't a lot of clusters of people so that was really nice that's, yeah I'm gonna go with that that's pretty cool so you are a realtor in the Austin Texas area right sometimes most of the time sometimes yes I am <laughs> <laughs> most days yeah. He's also got his own YouTube channel. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty great. If you look for Ian of Austin online, it will come up with something, and it aligns perfectly with our topic for today. Yeah, so we were talking last week um, on the podcast and just happened upon Californians moving to Texas, and I said, that would be a great podcast topic. Let's do it. And Ian's That's like, a good one. yes! Yes, yes. Okay, maybe not that much excited. <laughs> but um, it was really, really interesting. I know two of my four new neighbors have been from California in the last year. Mm-hmm. What about you as a realtor? How many people have you served that have moved from California to Texas? A lot. Uh, more than I expected, if you were to go back, let's say two or three years, I wouldn't have expected it to be so many. So I, I think I want to start by saying, if you look at some of the statistics, it actually said that there were more people moving from Dallas or Houston or San Antonio to Austin. Uh-huh. Problem is, stats like that are always lagging. Right. So with Houston, you go back two years, Houston had that big flood. Yeah. And so, there, of course, there were a lot of people moving from there to here. Uh, Dallas, same thing. It was easy. A lot of companies were coming from there to Austin, for example. But now, California, I haven't seen like today's stats, but I really think that there are more people moving from California and New York and a couple other places, but really California to uh, Texas. Well, so. A a large majority of people that I work with end up being from California or I interface with. We've got a lot of customers in Waco, Texas that move with the fixer upper effect. That's what we call it here. That they fall in love with the show. They sell everything in California and leave the golden state to come to Texas where everything's a little bit better and bigger. And they leave everything and they come to work for Magnolia. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a draw there and you know there's draws to all these places but magnolia is a huge one and it gives people you know people need 
they want hope and they want excitement in their lives. Uh-huh. And when you hear hope, excitement, and then the possibility to start new and do something new and exciting, then yeah, I can, I can see the draw for sure. Definitely. Now, I have to be honest, I'm not from Texas. I got here as quick as I could about 13 years ago. I'm originally from Missouri. Uh, lots of people call it Missouri, and some Missouri. call it Missouri. So, uh, we got here just as quick as we could. I lived in Missouri for about 30 plus years, and so did my husband. And But all my kids have been right. They don't remember Missouri. What about you, Ian? Uh, similar to you, I've been in Texas for five years, moved here because we had some friends, well, lots of reasons, but uh, we also had some friends that had lived here for 10 years at that point. We came and visited and we stayed for a week. At that point, I was like, yep, that's that's where I need to be. It's exactly where I need to be. And so within six months, we lived here. It was no brainer. Awesome. So what was the big draw for you to move to Texas? Oh my gosh, there's so many. And that, and I think that's part of what makes it so exciting. It's not just one thing, it's many things. So I'll try to list them out. There's the culture as far as diversity. Some people like diversity, some people don't like diversity. So that's a big one. Uh, and, and it's not just diversity as far as, you know, it's it's all sorts of things. So when I say diversity, I'm talking the music, right? I'm talking the food. There's so much eclectic uh, diversity when it comes to food. I mean, I can go to an Ethiopian restaurant, a uh, Tex-Mex taco restaurant, have some Louisiana uh, seafood, like all in the same radius of a couple miles. It's incredible. Then it, uh, diversity also improves uh, the music right? The music scene. So there's a lot of country, but there's hip hop and there's, there's, um, I'll say R&B. There's, there's just artistic stuff like indie music. There's just everything around here. If you want to see that shows, all types of shows. I, I don't want to just see the same thing all the time. So that's one jobs. So being that it's an industry that is supported by not just one thing, but many things. So we're like a mini Silicon Valley in the sense that we have a lot of startup companies, a lot of technology uh, companies. We also have big Texas oil. We also have land. So we have ranchers and farms. Uh, and then that helps support the food systems as well. And then we have a lot of people that, um, well, the artists, there are just tons of artists that come here and they want to do something exciting. And it's diff- it's, art is different from a startup, I feel like. So lots of art and uh, culture there as well. And uh, jobs, because of all of that, and UT, oh my gosh, you like sports? You've got that here. But uh, if if you're looking for a place that has, um, well, the college is one thing, but a lot, of, a lot of job opportunities, Apple, Amazon, Tesla just announced the place here. Uh, we have... Um, Gosh, I just saw EA and Blizzard for anybody who plays Call of Duty out there. They have that here. Magic Leap, which is a company that does VR head, head uh, headsets. Indeed, the job finding place is here. WordPress, the number one website that creates websites. That's here. There's just so much, so much. 
That is insane. Like when you start listing it out, it's almost unbelievable what is, is. in Austin. That's just Austin. Like we're not even talking about Dallas, Fort Worth and Houston. Like all of this is just right there, pretty much in the heart of Texas. It is. And, and that's the other thing. People talk about Midwest. Like you, you talk about the middle of Austin. You can go to either coast in the same amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. Florida or California. And then we're already south. So the weather's great. And it's a three hour drive to the coast. Yeah. And then if I want to go to Dallas or Houston or San Antonio or uh, San Marcos, or Bastrop and all these, like they're all within within a three hour radius. I remember doing a, or um, Kalahari is the the America's largest indoor water park. That's uh -huh. right here in Round Rock, Texas, which is only a couple minutes from Austin. So I remember talking to the manager there. She said there are 14 cities that are within a three hour drive that have over like over a million people or something wow. that want to come here as a staycation. That is amazing. So why do you think the Californians are moving to Texas? Is it all of those things that you listed or is it more? It's definitely more. I'm cheesing a little bit because <laughs> as, as we talk about, I, you know, you never want to get too political and that's not, no. that shouldn't be the reason why things take place, but it often is. So I'm going to give, let's, let's take an example. The prices are often very high everywhere in California, everywhere. Now, is that political? You can argue that it is or isn't, right? Because of taxes or whatnot. But I look at it like, well, a lot of people want to live in that ginormous state because it's along the beach from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. So if you were to remove the politics of it, it's a Beautiful, beautiful state. And when you realize that to get a garage would cost you a million dollars, one like a, a one-bedroom garage will cost you a million dollars. And then you come, let's say you visit Texas, visit Austin, or even some of the surrounding areas, Waco, um, Dallas, you visit Texas, and you realize that you can get not the same weather, but nice, comparable weather very good jobs, comparable jobs, mm -hmm. and a comparable environment, all for a third of the price. That's huge. You can get you can get a five bedroom house for three hundred thousand dollars. How much would that cost you in California? Do you think? Oh, I it'd have to be one point three million, one point four million. Wow. That's I mean that's like that's probably not in the, in the best parts either. That's just starting price. <laughs> that's my that's my guess. I'm not very versed, but what I do is I talk to people that relocate and they they talk more about how much it costs to rent. That's I see that a lot. So the price you would pay in rent, you can have a substantial increase in value and space and own your own place when coming here. Another big draw, I think, is the taxes. Yep. Uh, there are a lot of taxes here. And I think, and that's, again, that could be political, mm -hmm. but it it's also a very, very large state. Texas is a large state, but it's not, I don't think it's as populated, as densely populated as California. Right. And so the, I just, I worry about 
how much of the tax money is going into constant repairs versus how much of it is politically politically um, driven. Yes. Yeah, so we here don't have the income tax. I no, no state income tax. That I is forget a, those another other really nice that. Say it again. I forget those other states have that. Yeah, we don't. Well, that's one of them. You know, we also don't have a real estate sales tax. Oh, really? So there are only 13 states left in the United States of America that do not have a real estate sales tax per transaction. And Texas is one of them. So you go to a lot of these other states. If you sell a house on top of all the fees that you already have to pay, you have to add like another 1% on top of it just for tax. And then same as if you're buying. So you're a buyer, you've got to come up with all this money for your first house. And then on top of that, you've got to pay a tax like it's a car. Wow. So imagine that. And realtors, and a lot of people don't know this, um, realtors fought to make sure that, fight often, often to make sure that doesn't happen in the state of Texas. So whenever you hear about propositions here and there, uh, they might say, well, we need money for the roads. Yeah, but they'll sneak in all the other stuff that says, but we'll get it through a real estate sales tax. Like you, you never just get anything for free, right? We know that. Mm-hmm. We we should know that. You don't get anything for free. So you got to find where they're where they're pulling the money from. And in in a lot of cases, they want to pull it from real estate transactions because that puts that's how the state, the entire state of Texas, makes its money: fees and taxes. Uh-huh. That's it. Wow. <laughs> Property taxes, and then all the fees that you pay with like. Not tolls, but um, fees to register your car and fees to to get married. And like, that's how the state makes all its money. Really? Property taxes. The Kalahari, Dell, when those come in, property taxes. It's just taxes and fees. One of the things when I um, was massively franchising my business, one that we had a huge X through was the state of California. Because they make mm. it very difficult for businesses to operate mm-hmm. in the state of California. Is that a question? No, <laughs> it was just a comment. Um, well, that's, and that's I can see that. that I've always so heard people say Delaware is one of the best places, and then second would be Nevada. Um, but Austin is high up there, but it depends on what you're starting, right? So if you're starting a business and it's related to technology, being that we have you know, a lot of uh, technology-centric companies uh-huh. here, then it makes sense. Yeah. But and Delaware and Nevada, you can skate, apparently you can skate all sorts of laws and stuff. So, well, and do business anywhere and your taxes are super cheap and all that sort of stuff. I believe, I think it was you that told me it could not, I, it could not be, but I think you did that, you know, there was a tweet that went out from Elon Musk during this whole COVID situation where he's like, oh, I'm moving my whatever the Texas, I think it was Tesla, um, some manufacturing and, um, he did it within just a few months. I mean, now they're opening in Austin. So Tesla is currently the number one auto manufacturer in the world when it comes to valuation, right? Got to be clear with those numbers. That doesn't mean they sold the most cars, but they're worth more than anybody worth more than Toyota, worth more than Ford, worth more than everybody in just, 12 years or something like that. The big pitch from Elon Musk is that he needs to have uh, batteries at a a scale that can be mass produced to keep the costs of 
manufacturing down and the cost of these vehicles down. Well, California doesn't have a lot of land and they charge a lot of tax. And so while he may have started there because he lived there and all that sort of stuff, notice when he did rockets, because he also owns SpaceX, yes. he did that in Houston, right? And now he says, well, I need to build this giant factory. I can build it in the middle of Oklahoma or I can build it in the middle of Austin. And there are a lot of draws there. The school, mm -hmm. uh, so the schools bring talent and also land and then subsidies when it comes to taxes. Texas is willing to give subsidies because we know we're going to improve our um, domestic product, right? Like we'll have more money coming in and out and build more businesses around, around where Tesla is. So it's pretty smart. It's pretty smart. He kept it in the United States, but he also um, moved it to where it's a little less, a little more cost-effective for him. So now, yeah, we have a gigafactory that's building batteries uh, in Southern Austin. I was getting ready to ask you, where are they putting it? It's, um, I believe it's Del Valley is the, the city and school system. But so it's, so if you were to go from Austin, you could take, uh, you could head almost straight east, maybe a little southeast, about 20 minutes. Wow. That is amazing. So it's not far from the airport, ironically enough. And I think that was strategic. He's a smart man, right? So I would think that he wants to be able to hop on a plane and go to Houston and then hop on a plane and go back to California and all that sort of thing. So it's all the travel. So it's school. Um and then travel. So you have a lot of talent and then you have a lot of uh, uh, the ability for executives to travel back and forth. But then also the fact that the jobs start, the jobs start at like 35,000, but most will be around the 55,000 mark. You also have a need for, and I be careful with this, you have a need for a certain type of worker, factory worker, to want to work there, an incentive to want to work there, right? So that's a good price point for the location and the type of work. Uh, awesome. I mean, that is a great explanation of why they're moving there. And I don't know if any of our listeners have been to the Austin airport, but out of mm. all the airports that I've ever traveled, and I travel quite a bit, I love the Austin airport the most because it has like the Salt Lake barbecue right inside the airport. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they have a they have a really nice airport. I like how you can walk down the halls and you have, you know, like art. Yeah. Like paintings and stuff in the in the airport. And a lot of places do it. It's just I think we do it well. And we do it pretty well. It's gonna be a mega or airport soon enough, but it's it doesn't feel that way at all. It does not. And same with the city. Like the whole place is going to end up growing into kind of an unwieldy mega city, right? This will probably have the first mega city between Austin, Dallas, Houston. It really, there's so much opportunity and it really depends. So let's go back to Elon Musk. Have you heard of the Boring Project? No. So the, the Boring Project is another one of his ventures where the goal is to create a tunnel system under the earth, you know, like hundred, let's say a hundred feet down, right? Uh -huh. Which is, um, no, like subways or something. But the idea is that you could hop on either a tram and get shot like a bullet train. And it's a lot 
more stable to go under the ground. So let's say he were to do that from Austin to all of the connecting cities. And you could get to Dallas in 15 minutes. Like, imagine that. Now, if you can elevate that one more time and say it's a Tesla vehicle that sits in this thing, you drive up, there's an elevator, it brings you down in your Tesla, specifically Tesla vehicle, because it's autopilot, and then it shoots you over to Dallas. Then you get up, you continue driving. That will change everything here. Is that what I heard something about getting from New York to London in less than an hour? I don't know about that, but I could see that eventually happening. The question is how deep would you have to go if you did that, right? Because you can't, like, we haven't even been to the bottom of the ocean in a lot of places. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how easy or how feasible that would be. Unless there was a tube, I don't know if I'd want to take a tube through the ocean. At least the earth, you know, it's rock, like it's yeah. stable. Going through the earth's crust, it's way above the magma. You don't have to worry about that. But yeah, in the in the water, I've seen uh, the Meg. Have you seen the Meg with Jason I Statham? I have. Yeah, I don't. No I, I don't want to play that. I'm good. I don't want to play that game. Yeah. Unless it was a, a car, a car boat. Remember those? Like a car that turned into a submarine. That'd be I'm just saying. Anyway, it's a little off topic, but it's a fun, fun thought. Yeah. Really fun thought. I heard at one of my networking meetings this week where they were talking about Elon Musk doing something where you went across the ocean in less than an hour. So I thought, well, maybe that's what they were talking about because I have no clue. I don't watch the news. So yeah, uh, I thought, hmm, I wonder if that's the nothing project you called it. The boring project. Boring. Which is what's funny. So it's like boring, but also not very fun because right. <laughs> you're talking about digging in the dirt and it goes real slow like a snail moves faster or something so it takes them a really long time to build it but to build a tunnel but they're they're working through it that's pretty cool they, uh, they're unveiling their first one here soon wow where's it going next couple of weeks in la from la to i don't know san diego or something it's it's some stretch of of land in california oh wow that's pretty yeah, amazing. I can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So Texas is expected to get over 20 million people by the year of 2050 from California. I mean, unbelievable statistic. I mean, going to just make our population explode. And Texans sometimes get upset. There's entire Facebook groups devoted to hating the Californians that are coming into Texas. Yeah. Why do you think that they really dislike the Californians coming into Texas? Again, I have to be really careful on how to say this. <laughs> there are some places in California where the stigma is that People feel more privileged, um, flex education, and flex money, and are concerned more with things that are superficial, where on the other end, the far, so that's like one radical stigma in California for some people, right? Like that, but that's like, that's the, the mentality that a lot of people in Texas have about California. And if you take a step back, 
Before I moved to Texas, I thought it was tumbleweeds and cowboys, right? Like I didn't, I don't know. You only know what you hear and what people are showing you until you experience it for yourself. Everyone, just about everyone I have met from California, be careful, just about everyone I've met from California has been an absolute pleasure to work mm -hmm. with. There are very few people where I'm like, okay, you need to go back. But I would never say it to them because it's not my job. It's not my position to say go go back or to stop it. Okay, so that's that's the California thing. But then Texas, on the other end of the spectrum, you have, let's say you do have actual ranchers <laughs> that have 100 acres of land and they don't care about, as long as you have a nice truck, they, they want diesel, big smoke, big trucks, loud and... You know, they, they, they value their own space and their own privacy and, you know, God first and, and all of these things that are just almost polar opposites. And so a popular phrase that you hear is, don't you California my Texas. And, and what, what the following comments that ensue are, are, they're usually something along the lines of, the reason why you're leaving, for whatever reason you're leaving, don't bring that here. And and you really have to think about that. Why why is anybody leaving the place that they're at? And if they do leave, what are they bringing with them as far as mentality or as far as personality? Right? So if someone from California has enough money to own a house in California, they could probably come to Texas and buy three houses. Well, what does that do to the pricing? it causes the pricing, the value of the real estate to skyrocket, you know? And, and that's kind of a big deal, especially when someone's used to everything being bigger in Texas. It won't be bigger for long. Used to be able to get a ranch for, you know, $300,000, $400,000. Yeah, five, 10 acre ranch. No problem. Yeah. It's not quite like that today. No, it's not. So that's that's some of it. That is so, <laughs> yeah. I think you answered that beautifully because in our businesses, we have to be very careful how we answer things and yes, on this I, podcast. And I think you did it very, very well. I hope so. <laughs> I hope nobody comes back and, you know, slams me in the comments. I was trying to be, uh, what do you call it? PC about it. I yeah, like that term. I think that was, that was great. I mean, you hit on some major reasons Californians moved to Texas. Mm -hmm. Taxes, better quality of life, lower real estate cost, cost of right. living is less, um, mm -hmm. politics, uh, yeah. salaries. Another thing is, you know, they, they, it's better driving than California. I mean, we got wide open spaces, right? But that's only because there's less people. Yeah. Like, have you seen how many roads they're building right now? Oh my God. To support the growth? They're building so many roads because they have to be able to support this anticipated growth by, you know, 2020, 2030, 2050 even. So they're, it's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough call. Yeah. Um, there's a joke on I-35, like the construction will never be done. Like, no, no, they'll just never stop. keep growing. I remember when I came here from Missouri when I was a kid, we went to Dallas. I was like 13. And we just have two lane roads back then, you know, in Missouri. And we went to Dallas and they were three lanes on each side. Like that was amazing. And now I see five lane roads on each side up in Dallas. Mm, that ain't five nothing. plus a toll here. 
Yeah, yeah. Five plus a toll. Well, so in that, think about how important it is to have a transit system because Austin is notoriously horrible for public transportation. And I think I'm almost going to say Texas is yep. horrible for public All transportation. Texas. Yes, sir. Because you know why? Because that's, and it's funny because this gets back into whether you consider it political, but it's a social system. What do we provide on behalf of the people that live here that we can pull from taxes? Right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Imagine if we have a tunnel going even from North Austin to South Austin or from Austin to Waco. Yeah. Like imagine how much traffic on I-35 that would alleviate. Yes. All, all of I, I mean, all of it, right? Yes. And so one of the studies that was done, you can actually go much further down than you can go up. Oh, really? Because if you go up, in the air, eventually your atmosphere gets thin and you need special kinds of flying vehicles and all that sort of stuff. Start needing licenses, people can crash. If it's a tunnel, doesn't matter. Huh, interesting to know. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And as far as uh, stability, you can go so much further before you're gonna hit any, you know, concerns in the earth, right? Like magma, I like yeah. that word. I like saying that word, magma. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about uh, going down too far. You just have to worry about how hard it is to dig. We have a very um, stable crust versus the air. If something, if you were to fall out of the air, think about the catastrophe yeah. that it would cause if you were to land on a family. Yep. But in a tunnel, doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not going to fall. If your car breaks down, sure, you might hold up the tunnel, but then if they have veer-offs like they do with train tracks, then you just veer off and go to another tunnel. Yeah, that's true. One thing that I think the Californians need to get used to when they move to Texas is football. If they're not football fans, they need to be football fans. They need to find a team, they need to follow it, they need to follow college football, and they need to follow high school football. Do you think that football's a religion in California like it is here in Texas? Religion, that's really funny. I would say that there is a certain pride to Texas. Mm -hmm. And along with that pride comes um, religion, sports, yep. guns. <laughs> I think I think that's like I think that's the the Texas religion, right? Um, in a lot of places. So most people are wonderful and nice, and it's probably because they they don't have to worry because they're like, well. You know, it's a, it's too much of an issue. I've got protection, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why they look at it. So, but football specifically, yes, there are so many people into so many sports here, mostly college football um, in Austin, because we don't have, you know, we don't have a major team. We don't have a large team. Uh, we're getting a soccer team, but it's Dallas Cowboys. That's who you've got for, for football. Or it's Longhorns, it's UT. Yeah. Or Texas A&M, but really it's Longhorns. So yeah, and you have Yeti is a company in Austin. Uh, they have a patented orange, like UT orange color that they're giving out. Wow. It's, yeah, it's, it's it, the college brings a lot of opportunity to the state. It's number four in in the United States, maybe the world in marketing 
to know that. Like there, there are a lot of accolades associated with UT Austin. Wow. And so it's, it's even beyond the sports, but yeah, sports, we, we, we make good players or something like that. (laughs) We find good people to come to the college and, and, uh, and it's a, it's a society. So tailgating at an Austin at a Longhorns game is pretty close to being cultish and like a religion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard somebody earlier today say, we want to bring them over to our cult. Yep. That's what it's like. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it going into it and and it's not just, you know, it's, it's not just that, like you have that same thing in a lot of sports. It's the question is how deep do people go? You if you ever been to a NASCAR event or you ever been to like country thunder or like, it doesn't matter where it is. You go there. If people are dressing up, you know, there's something happening. Right. And UT it's, it's like a sea of orange. Everyone wants to be part of it. They want to feel like they're part of something. And that's the only thing they can really be part of. (laughs) You know, now we, I mean, now we have F1 here, but that's a world sport. That's not a Texas thing. Right. Uh So, um, we have the soccer stadium coming again. That's a world thing, not a not a Texas thing. Like, you go back a hundred years. When do you hear about Texas playing soccer? Like nobody cares. No. <laughs> but it's for the city trying to get the rest of the world to come here as a hub. It's some of that culture that you were talking about earlier with that diversity for food and sports and entertainment. I think Austin, I've heard, is the music, live music capital of the world. It's the live music capital of the world. It's the, uh, like the fitness capital of the United States or something. They have a bunch. Uh, Round Rock is the fourth safest city in the United States. I mean, there there are accolades forever. Um, and yeah, Austin is the best at, at a lot of things, according to magazines and stuff. Uh-huh. But I think it's just, I think it's really, it's just a, a hidden gem. And yes. now it's not so hidden anymore. And I think also that a lot of those things that made it the best, and this is really tying into the subject, depending on who comes here while diversity should be celebrated in a lot of fashions, depending on the type of people that come here, is it going to change all of the draws that Austin had originally? Is it going to? I don't know the answer to that. I love it here. I've never had, I I just love it here. Um, But would I get frustrated if it was no longer the live music capital of the world? Well, I mean, that seems to be taking its toll right now. We have condos going up on Rainy Street, where that was the place where everybody would just go hang out if they wanted to just chill and have a good time. Like there, it was the adult drinking scene. Uh huh. And uh, now it's all condos. It's it's really frustrating. So, and who's building the condos? People with the money to build the condos. Mm-hmm. Why would they put it right there? Because that's the the hit place to be. Well, but that just changed everything. Yeah. Now there's no longer that place to go. So it's, it's real tough. Well, it's real e- tough. I don't, I don't want to see us become Dallas. No offense to Dallas. And I don't want to see us become Houston. No offense to Houston. Uh, but I feel like it will become that if we keep going down the same paths and we're not careful about what we're, what we ask for and what we vote on. 
Back to politics. And how can our listeners get a hold of you? If you go into any search engine on the internet and you type in Ian of Austin, I should come up. And if I don't, try it again. (laughs) (laughs) Because something's not right. Uh, My name is actually Ian Williams, but I always try to put Ian of Austin in there in the middles because it's, you know, kind of a branding thing. So you should be able to find me. Otherwise... Message Christy and she'll connect us. I definitely will. Now, before I end my interviews, I always ask, like to ask you a fun question. And since we talked a lot about Elon Musk today, I want to yeah. ask you, how would you solve problems if you were on Mars? Okay, so that's an interesting question. How would I solve problems? This, is a, this can be a big question. I'm going to try not to talk a whole lot. I believe that Elon Musk employs a concept from, um, is it Napoleon Hill? And it's referring to the mastermind concept. I believe mm-hmm. that's how he focuses all of, most of his attention. So he learns how to do any one thing, and then he finds the best people to do that one thing. And then that is how he grows and supports his initiative, whatever this initiative is. And a lot of people do that. I'm so, but you asked specifically about Elon Musk. I've read, I've read up on so many CEOs, and he's, he's a fascinating one. So he does want to go to Mars. He doesn't want to physically go to Mars, but he wants us to become an interplanetary species. And once you're there, you have to have the right cohort. That means diversity. Uh-huh. You have to have the right cohort of people that don't have one life-changing skill, but have multiple life-changing skills and the ability to procreate and establish a colony. So if I do that right, then whatever problem should arise, theoretically, the, the ability to solve it should come from the ingenuity of the people. It's always people, right? Um, everybody talks about robots and everything taking over. Every, yeah, that's great, but people have to build it. People have to be the ones that solve the problems. So I think that's how I would fix the problem kind of in a roundabout way is by choosing the correct people to tackle a plethora of potential problems and um, making sure that they're very well-rounded and very adaptable to such an extraneous environment. Did that answer it? I think that it did answer it very, very (laughs) well. I was kind of worried asking you that question, but I mean, you nailed it. Thank you. Well, Ian, thank you for being on Ask a Realtor. Um, Ian is our expert realtor from Austin, Texas, and he knows a lot about Elon Musk, too. So if you have any questions, hit him up. (laughs) Yeah. Ian, I want to be his BFF, but he just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) Thanks for being on Ask a Realtor. Uh, I'm Christy Ogle, the host of Ask a Realtor, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Christy.